Princess Rise for their Majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Hi guys, welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Caitlin Menza. And I'm Lisa Ryan. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Subscribe to the podcast and leave us the royal rating of a five-star review. We love your reviews and also we need them to continue to record. So that we can be rich and famous. Rich and famous. You can also send us an old-fashioned email at info at gallerypodcasts.com. This week... We are unpacking the move. Which is beautiful wordplay by (laughs) Caitlin Menza. I mean, it's a lot to unpack. And also they are packing up their home in Nottingham Cottage. You're just such a good writer. I'm I'm such a wordsmith. I'm so proud of you. So we have a lot to deal with there. um, Unpack and also deal with all the gossip around their move to Windsor. Um, We also have Prince Harry's trip to Zambia. And we have some... A Fergie update? A Duchess Fergie update? Fergie Ferg? Fergie Ferg. Um, So, first, this week's royal refreshment is... And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. Rosé. Rosé that's not chilled. Rosé that's... Excuse me. I did the best that I could when I hauled it over here. It's kind of cold outside, and that's about as cold as it gets. But it's called the... It's by prophecy, and it's called the goddess of fortune. So that's like almost royal related. That's true. And also, the podcast will continue forever. Mm -hmm. It'll become like a franchise, maybe a movie. I don't know. Maybe we're going to start doing like (laughs) ads on Instagram, and maybe we're suddenly super rich, and like we're very famous, and then we... We've been blessed by the goddess of fortune. That's beautiful. It's a very pretty label, too. Look at... That's... It could be me. We are the next Real Housewives, but... Yes. But just about this <laughs> um so let's see uh reader listener email oh my god it has an amazing subject okay the subject line is princess lisa of brooklyn so you have to read this one <laughs> and please everyone use my formal name <laughs> princess lisa moving forward it's from holly and she writes i've joined your royal obsession since the wedding last summer and find you two to be delightfully funny and entertaining each week thursday's podcast was really funny i loved it when lisa decided that her name would work for royal baby and suggested princess lisa of brooklyn lol it's not funny it's very serious it's very serious but like you laugh about it because you are like is she joking but she's not she's not (laughs) you nailed the abc special last night oh yeah that that aired that did air (laughs) since our last episode yes so proud of you i know this is another step towards the palace and the world stage for you too Happy Thanksgiving, Holly. Beautiful. Thank you, Holly. And that's a reminder. Thank you guys all for watching and messaging us and tweeting and things. It was very kind. It was very fun to watch. It was really fun, especially because I only said something at the very beginning. And then the rest of our time on screen (laughs) was just me staring at you lovingly, which is exactly what happens in every single episode that we record of this podcast. Anytime Caitlin speaks, I just look at her and I'm like, oh, she's so beautiful. I'm so proud of her. That's very nice. Like, look at her. She's just talking. That's very nice. Moving her mouth. I thought I I looked very orange, but, you know, it was fine. It's fine. We did have 30 pounds of makeup on. Uh, yeah, I didn't say anything offensive. So that's all I really wanted out of the episode. <laughs> I know. Um, so thank you so much, Holly, for writing in. If anybody else would like to write in, it's info at gallerypodcast.com. Um, and then shall we do This Week in Royal History? And now, This Week in Royal History. It's a big one. It's a big one. November 27th, 2017, one year ago this week. 
Prince Harry and Meghan Markle did the damn thing and got engaged. Well, they got engaged before. They got well, well they announced it. They announced it. Yes. I mean, we'll never know the exact day. Well, because some of us, including the writers of the Lifetime movie, believe that they agreed to get married in Africa and then had the formal proposal over some chicken. Yeah. Engagement chicken. Yes. Um, Just at home over a nice roast chicken. Um, but we have in front of us an article that my former colleague at The Cut, Allie Jones, wrote. And she writes that the Meghan Markle engagement parade continued with Princess Prince Harry and Meghan's first joint interview with the BBC in the interview, which just aired because this is from a year ago. The reporter asked the newly engaged couple all about how they met, blind date, where they got to know each other, camping in Botswana, and how Prince Harry proposed at home over roast chicken. Yes. And I just, I remember that interview because it was just a year ago. Yeah, it was a friggin' year ago. I loved her green dress. I loved her um, white coat when she walked out. Actually, okay, so this reminds me. So we've been seeing from all the royals accounts we follow on Instagram, um, they've been posting that, of course, photo op that they did a year ago this week where they walked out into the garden and she's wearing the white coat. I think now that we know her so well, I'm going to mention something controversial. (gasps) She so clearly has extensions in that photo op. That's actually true. She has like 10 times the hair that we know her to have now. But I understand it. I would have extensions. Of course. I mean, she looks insanely beautiful as always, but her hair is so full that it's Mm -hmm. like a hair commercial. Like go back and look at the photos and it's almost funny how full her hair is. Yeah, but in her defense, we still see pictures of Kate Middleton walking out in the Issa dress announcing her engagement. So those pictures are going to like follow her for the rest of her life. Absolutely. I would personally like to be wearing extensions right now. Yeah, I mean, just looks so full and lush and healthy. You're like, oh, right. That's why people like extensions. But it's just funny because we know her hair better now. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. that's not your hair. Um, But she looks really good. I still love that white coat. I still... They think they did an amazing job. Um, I love when they're like, sc- I like watching video of that moment of that like little photo op that they did for all of like 90 seconds because the photographers are yelling, how did he do it? How are you feeling? And then like, how did you, when did she know she was the one? And he's like, from the moment I met her. And they all go, oh. <laughs> so I just, it's so cute. And they did so well. And I also, you know, love watching that 20 minute BBC interview. Um I love them talking about roast chicken. I, I I will never get over them talking about roast chicken. It's yeah. just well, it's just a quiet night at home. That's my Meghan Markle impression. We're just so simple, our easy lives. <laughs> yeah, roast chicken. exactly. <laughs> I still have some like residual annoyance that she's like. I had never being an American. I wasn't really familiar with Prince Harry. I'm like, get the hell out of here with that. Come on, come on. Yeah, but I do understand that that was. She's she was kind of getting used to yes. the whole royal thing. And I think now if she had the interview, she'd probably be a lot more like forthcoming. Like, of course, I was aware, but I didn't know this about him or that yeah. about him. But instead, she's like, I didn't really know. Yeah, it's just like so sort of needlessly evasive. I don't know. Whatever. Obviously, the rest of it is delightful. And I really like the moment that didn't actually happen in the BBC interview. That was like an outtake that was online for like an hour and then they took it down but people had already gifted it you know little, like yeah when she's like being silly it's like moving around like that information uh, emoji where it's like the woman with her <laughs> hand and i thought it was like a woman putting her hair up but it's just 
holding her hand out because she's an information woman. Do you know what I mean? I do know. I do know. The little like flippy hand emoji. Yeah, she like flipped her hand out for a second. There's that moment. And then there's something like they ask Harry something and Megan is waiting for his answer. So she leans in and puts her chin on her fist. Like, "Hmm, what are you going to say? And it's like just really goofy. Yeah, because those were like the very genuine, honest moments of it. And I I hope people know we're not criticizing her because we're about to get into this whole thing about the whole mess that's happening. And so we say all of this as two people who really admire her. Of course. I just can't believe it's been a year. And it just makes watching that stuff back so bizarre. I mean, she's now lived in like multiple royal she will have now lived in multiple royal homes is carrying a royal fetus has gone on a tour of gotten married gotten married of course it's just a lot man it's a lot man i was just thinking our royal histories lately have not been too historical so maybe we're gonna pull out some actual history yeah they've all been really recent you know actually what we missed last week i have to say is um was the 71st anniversary of queen elizabeth and prince philip was last week over thanksgiving their 71st wedding anniversary that's so crazy oh my god i like my oldest friend is from 13 years ago and i'm always like can you believe we've liked each other for 13 years They've liked each other for 71 years. Caitlin and I have both been dating our boyfriends for about a year <laughs> or like over a year. But so we're like, oh, yes, we can understand. 71 years is the oh, same. Yeah, exactly. We know what they're going through. How do you sustain a romantic relationship for 71 years? How do you live for 71 it's years? A, I have a lot of questions about it. Um, anyway, so happy one year since your engagement, Megan and Harry. And we're sorry for all the things we're about to discuss. Yes. So... We're going to start with just the basic news. Yes. We've outlined this. We've gone back (laughs) to having an outline because it's it's, overwhelming. It's so complicated. So the very basic news is that Meghan and Harry, instead of moving into apartment one in Kensington Palace, which is what people thought because they've been living in a two bedroom cottage called Nottingham College. Oh, my God. I'm like already drunk. (laughs) Nottingham Cottage for a while now. So we thought they were going to be moving into apartment one, which is next to apartment 1A, which is where the Cambridges live. Yes. And now it's been announced. No, they're not moving in there. Instead, they're moving into Frogmore Cottage. It's talk. a hard word. They're moving into Frogmore Cottage in Windsor. But the thing is, these cottages are not cottages. Like to me, a cottage is like something by a lake that's kind of falling apart, but you go yeah. to with your family. Yeah. Like so their cottages are not cottages. No. So that's why I'm like a college because it's like a giant thing. It's an estate yeah. for sure. So they're moving into Frogmore Cottage, which is near Frogmore House, which is where their private wedding reception that we somehow were not invited to is confusing held. to this day. Yeah. And where they took their engagement photos. Yes. And so Frogmore Cottage um, currently is divided up into... F- a bunch of different units for staff. It's unclear to me whether or not staff actually lives there. I feel like it's kind of empty, I assume. No, it's, yeah, it's currently divided into five units that house the palace staff. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's going to be renovated. And at first it was reported that it was going to be turned into a 10-bedroom house. But instead, now people revealed that it is going to be a five-bedroom house. But of course, it will have a yoga studio. Of course it will have a yoga studio. Of course. <laughs> you know what? hilarious. You know what I was Googling the other day? Um, pictures of Megan walking to yoga in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Normal. I miss, a I very love... normal thing to do. Yeah, I mean, what else do you do with your time? Also, I've watched probably 70 episodes of The Real Housewives <laughs> of New York lately. <laughs> Listen, we had a very relaxing Thanksgiving weekend, as I hope you all did. Yeah. So it's going to have yoga studio. Um, people, if, not people, like 
people in the world, not People Magazine, but people in the world at first said that Doria, Megan's mother, was going to move in. But now it's like, no, she's not. She'll have a room, but she's yeah. not moving in. Yeah. But even that, I mean, I can't imagine having a dedicated like bedroom for your mom. I can't either. I barely have a be- dedicated bedroom for myself in New York City. Literally everything I own is in one room because I live in a <laughs> studio. Exactly. I can stand in one spot and touch my counter and then move and touch without moving my legs touch my coat my couch and then touch my bed and then touch my desk listen you're very efficient i you, can just do a circle you live efficiently um i'd like to take a moment to read the official statement from um kensington palace the duke and duchess of sussex will move to frogmore cottage on the windsor estate early next year as they prepare for the arrival of their first child the couple have lived at nottingham cottage since their engagement last year windsor is a very special place for their royal highnesses and they are grateful that their official residence will be on the estate the duke and duchess's official office will continue to be based at kensington palace so where do we begin so first of all Windsor is only 20 miles away. It's not yeah. like they're moving super far. So they're, that's why some articles... 30, but it's like, you know, it's very close. I actually Googled it. I thought, oh, no, I saw... I thought I said it in this people thing that it was 30 miles. I believe you. The point is it's about a 25-minute drive. Because <laughs> I had to write about this. I Google mapped um, Kensington Palace. <laughs> sure, listen, that's the drive. I mean, it's longer than 20. Whatever. It's longer than 20, less than 40. Who yes. knows? There's no way to know. There's absolutely no way. <laughs> but so... A lot of places have been saying they're moving to the suburbs, which is accurate. I mean, it's just like a royal suburb. Yes. But it still is just the equivalent of moving out of the big city into the suburbs where you can have more space, which we will get into soon. But so to unpack this story of the move, we need to take a bit of a step back and look at what happened around Prince Charles's birthday. Yeah. So the news broke um, over the Thanksgiving weekend. I mean, it's Thanksgiving weekend to us in America, but of course in the UK, it's nothing it's just a friday or whenever they broke the news um so i i don't know i guess as i want to start there because like as an american i felt like they buried the news but of course that's just because i was like on a couch over thanksgiving but the news watching ourselves on tv watching ourselves on tv but the news came just days after prince charles birthday and as we've discussed in previous episodes there's been this blitz of prince charles uh, you know uh press push and magazine covers and this photo rollout from chris jackson and all these things trying to make charles seem as amazing as possible and throughout including in the vanity fair article he sort of shaded his sons for being lazy and not working as hard as he did which we have taken huge umbrage with yes and also um a bunch of excerpts from robert jobson's book robert jobson's a royal reporter who had access to um prince charles and wrote a biography about him they were published and a lot of them were about how William is grand, which I think means like over the top or how Harry had a temper tantrum before the wedding because Meghan wanted to wear this tiara and the queen yes. said no. And so there was just like all of these negative stories about Harry and William, but mostly about William, I'd say, um, around Prince Charles's birthday, stemming from sources that might have access to Charles or people around Charles. So not yes. like we can't say where it came from specifically, no. although like we have our thoughts. I have my thoughts. So this news is coming off the heels of all of these gossipy reports that there are issues between the father and his sons, that there are issues between the brothers also um, just saying tensions. We just keep hearing there's tensions, there's tensions or yeah. this person's difficult. Like William's difficult. No, it's really that Megan's difficult. No, it's Harry is dictatorial as one report put it like, which I can't imagine at all. Um, 
Yes. And so a thing to keep in mind is, yes, it's true that Harry and William have always been quite close. It's been widely reported and like confirmed, and it's just a fact that they leaned on each other after their mother's death. And even in the early years of William and Kate, and by early years, I mean like four years ago, um, Kate, William, and Harry were like a packaged deal. They were always together. But the thing is, they are two men with two different roles. William will be king one day. Harry has a lot more freedom. And we can look at Charles and Andrew or Charles and Edward or even Charles and Anne. Like Charles isn't attached at the hip with any of his siblings. Well, that's adulthood on some level. Like these boys have been working together, you know, throughout their whole lives and they've shared a home throughout their lives. But now Harry is forging his own path at 34 years old. Like I haven't lived with my brother since I was 18, you know, and thank God because he takes such long showers. Oh my God, mine too. Men are gross. (laughs) They're disgusting. I timed it when I was home for Thanksgiving. My brother was in the shower for 43 minutes at one point. That's just bad for water. Anyway, (laughs) I, they're not sharing a bathroom, but they are sharing walls and a staff and a job. And I can't imagine like, of course you would want a break. And he's, it's a happy occasion. You know, he's married to this woman he loves. He's starting a new kind of chapter in his life. He is about to become a father. Like, I think it's normal for him to want some space. But yes, these reports keep coming out that there's tension between the brothers, that the courts are going to be split, as we discussed last week. And, you know, now here we have the most, you know, outward symbol of that, which is that he's literally moving out of their home and creating his own home. So Um, the tabloids, they've been saying a lot. But one thing they've been saying is, you know, the fact that they're splitting the courts and then moving then Harry's moving means that there's this like huge like war between the two, which is simply, I think, not the case. I think it makes complete sense for there to be two different offices because they have two different roles. The future king has a completely different role from someone who has more freedom to focus on political causes that he's interested in because the heir can't be political. That's the whole thing. Right. They're not supposed to say their political opinions. Like remember in The Crown, because I rewatched season two recently when the queen went to Africa um, and it was like this whole thing. People were like, you're not supposed to go down because that's like a complete like political move. And then she did it anyway. But like the anyway, people that are the current monarch or going to be the monarch aren't supposed to be political. And so, yes, that is true. my whole thing. But OK, so then the Times of London said that it's um, the brothers have lent on each other on each other and looked after each other since their mother died, but now they have their own families. They no longer need to rely on each other as before. And then to the Daily Beast, um, historian Robert Lacey said, it makes sense because although they'll act as a team in the future, the functions of the team will change. So, or the team members, sorry. So the reasons for the split are clearly not about the guys hating each other. It just makes like practical sense. Yeah. So there's like that sort of story. And I believe this quote was from... I want to say it's from the Daily Mail that William and Harry have just grown apart. The idea of the two of them as the boy, quote, the boys, the brothers doing everything together and living in each other's pockets has been pushed with good intentions, but hasn't really existed for some time as a source. The truth is that they have just they have both just grown up. They are rare and that they live together and work together. But there has been a stepping back. They are still incredibly close, closer than most siblings. But now Harry has married and is about to become a father. It's a good time for him to be planning his own future. There's no acrimony. Um 
which I buy. I just don't think I, it's, it's it's coming at a very unfortunate time after all the Prince Charles like sort of rumors. And so I am kind of wondering why they would do it now. You know, like they could have just started renovating the house and then in, announced it in January or mm-hmm. something. That's I don't know. True. Well, so before we dive deeper into that, now let's hop into the Kate and Megan rumors. Right. Because so, I feel like in order to dissect this all, it's like we have to go from this to this to this. Yeah. So, of course, like of all the reasons why there's why they're making this change, there was the rumors that the brother there was like discord between the brothers. And there's also rumors, of course, that Kate and Megan don't like each other. Um, and similarly, I just feel like maybe they're not best buds, but I don't think that's a reason to move 30 miles away. Yeah. And so in a report that came out after the move was announced, the Daily Mail said um, unease between the wives is pulling Harry and William apart as cracks appear in a relationship. And basically nobody really provides information in these reports about why Kate and Megan are supposedly fighting. But everyone just says they aren't that close. And then this report had said that they don't really get along. And I've been seeing... Okay, then also there was a telegraph thing that said that Megan made Kate cry, which okay, is... Okay, so the Daily... this I'm going to read the headline from the Daily Beast. The fractured royal relationship, how Meghan Markle made Kate Middleton cry. Very sensational headline <laughs> there. Um, so this all... They they sum up that, yes, there were... They don't, like, love each other, but the anecdote that they base this on is that there were... There have been tensions... Um, but that there it started because of the wedding planning process and that there was once a fitting of Prince Charlotte, Princess Charlotte's uh, bridesmaid's dress. And that at that fitting, Megan was being so like demanding and diva ish with Princess Charlotte that Kate Middleton, who had given birth like three days before that, started crying. Um, but said that she even the source was like, well, Kate was really emotional at the time because she had just given birth. So like, was she a mess or was Megan being a diva or both and this comes on the heels of reports about megan working too hard yeah um and her being too opinionated and there's actually been a lot of reports and they've really upset me because they it just seems that their reports are coming from a place of already not liking megan yeah and already having prejudice against her for fill in the blank reasons but all we're hearing lately is Megan's so tough. Megan is a diva. Megan is working too hard, wants working. too much, demands too much. It's like difficult to work for, which like raises questions like, oh, her assistant had just quit. Yeah. Like, where are they getting this information? We we don't know. So we I mean I can speculate. I'm I'm ready to speculate like off the record. But <laughs> it's okay, so all this, including the Kate report, is coming on the heels of like this horrible just onslaught of negative press about Megan and this negative press about Megan is coming on the heels of negative press about Harry and negative press about William but positive press on Charles are you suggesting that Prince Charles is putting all of this into the universe I'm not suggesting that it's him I do though think it I basically am a disciple of Lainey Gossip I'm gonna say (laughs) what she she think that it's Charles so from my understanding, it seems that around the 70th birthday, there was a push from whomever, I don't know who, but there was a push to kind of put Harry and William, specifically William, in their place. You know, 
Charles is going to be the the king. It's not going to skip over him, which a lot of places had suggested. Prince Harry is currently the favorite just from polls. He is the number one most popular royal. But Prince Charles has never been very popular for very obvious reasons. Right. Namely, he's the f- <laughs> Sorry. So you angry. Gotta have, you got to bleep that, Matt. So angry. <laughs> but well, like, namely the cheating on his wife and all yeah, that kind of stuff. Tampon gate. Yes. Like, it all stems from that. So... It was put forth into the universe by my goddess, my goddess of fortune. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I hit your mic now. Thank God, I'm just, just hitting mic. gesticulating at the wine bottle again. But Lainey had said, like, it's interesting that all of this is happening around Charles's positive press push. So yeah. who knows how it's happening, but something is happening from that. And I think that it has led to this, like, domino effect yeah. where it's now, like, Oh, a little bit of negative press starts and then just a whole onslaught. Yeah. And I am very disturbed by a lot of it. Yeah. I just I wonder what's behind it. And I also think it's so nuts to me that it's been less than a month since the royal tour ended in Australia, New Zealand, Tonga and Fiji, which was like the I don't believe they have approval ratings. Maybe they do in the British press, but like the most loving time for Harry and Meghan was the end of October and now here we are less than a month later and everyone's hating on them all of a sudden and it's like what have what happened here like what happened in the last four weeks yeah to bring them down so thoroughly I mean she's a pregnant lady why are we hating on Meghan Markle she's a pregnant lady who had a fantastic tour did a great job who looked amazing who gave amazing speeches whose cookbook is smashing like selling so well but again i think maybe we're answering our own question is she's doing so well that somebody feels like they have to bring her down a peg with these nasty stories which kills me and like get it together windsors you know yeah like olivia pope needs to step in because (laughs) it's not crisis management in the way that it was after um i don't even want to bring up like certain big things happened in this family but it is like a crisis pr situation where right now It's just an insane amount of negative stories that won't stop coming and they're attacking Megan and it's it's been over a year of this for her. It's been two years because they haven't been together that long. No. But, you know, it's been about two years since the relationship was revealed. She has dealt with racist attacks. She's been she's dealt with attacks for like being an actress. I saw in the Daily Mail before like. And not just the Daily Mail, but like I saw in the tabloids screenshots of or screen grabs of her in lingerie from like love scenes from suits you yeah. know like people just want to attack her because she's all the things that they did not want they did not want first of all like american mm-hmm. divorcee, divorcee actress mixed race etc etc all the usual stuff so we don't know what's happening with all of these reports but i personally like reading katie nickel she often writes for vanity fair and other outlets but she had a report on Vanity Fair recently about what's actually going on and the so-called tensions between the brothers. And she explains that there is a bit of tension between the boys. She says that when Harry and Meghan first got serious, Harry felt that William wasn't being welcoming enough. And then Prince Charles, the hero, of course, (laughs) intervened. And then William made the gesture of inviting the future Sussexes to stay with them over Christmas last year. Because remember, when they went to Sandringham, they actually stayed at Amner Hall. Yeah. Or is it Anmer? Amner. 
Amner? I'll never know. And there's no way to know. And please <laughs> Amner. don't correct me anyway. Amner. So they stayed with uh, Kate and William. So there's been a little bit of tension lately, but the tension is not between Kate and Megan. And she says, or the source tells Katie Nichol, Kate and Megan are very different people and they don't have a lot in common, but they have made an effort to get along. Any issues are between the brothers. And it, but like the issues don't sound like they're, you know, William and Harry hate each other. I think that's just kind of what happens in families. Like sometimes you're super close, sometimes you're not. And it would make sense if Harry had been like the, not even unofficial, but the official third wheel for years and years and years. And then he's like starting a family that he would want to create distance. And for whatever reason, William's under, I mean, he's under a ton of stress right now and pressure, especially with everyone saying he's not grand. He's (laughs) grand and not super nice or something. Like it would make sense that there's a little bit of distance between the boys. I think that just kind of happens with growing up. Yeah, I think so too. Relationships change. Again, to go back to my own brother over Thanksgiving. And his uh, showers. And his showers. uh, No, on Thanksgiving Day, he was like, oh, you need to get your own ride home. Or like, can you drive my car home? Because my girlfriend and I are going to her family after Thanksgiving dinner number one with our family. So like, I had to work around his relationship. And I was like, you know, love her. I love my brother's girlfriend. But like, you know, it just, you have different priorities when you get really serious with somebody and it shifts how things are with your siblings like that's fine and normal and i think something people need to keep in mind is that this is a family yes it's the firm yes it's the monarchy yes they're royal but at the end of the day they're relatives and sometimes i'm close with certain relatives other times i don't want to talk to them for like a freaking year because they maybe like said the wrong thing at christmas or maybe i'm just annoyed with something that doesn't even have anything to do with them that's just how family is. Yeah. So two things. One, do you think this is the sternest tone we've ever taken on an episode of Aurelia Obsessed? I think so. I'm sorry we're not super funny, you guys. <laughs> I'm definitely getting drunk, but it's I'm also getting angry drunk. <laughs> angry drunk. And keep in mind, I have been watching a lot of Real Housewives, so I'm very much just into telling people how it is right She's now. She's going to throw her headphones off her head after we're done recording. I'm in Scary Island. <laughs> Anyone who's watched season three of The Real Housewives of New York will understand that part. So one, very this is a very stern topic. Um, number two, as we have seen in recent weeks, sometimes we come up with a solution for how they can fix their public woes and they actually listen to us and they fix it. So if in recent weeks we told Charles that he'd be more likable if he hung out with Louis, what would we suggest to these children to get their affairs back in order first bring on olivia pope bring on olivia pope who does not exist but the woman behind <laughs> like she was inspired by a real Hang person out with carrie washington she's one of the most beautiful people in the entire world <laughs> that could only help um but like what would like squelch all these stories do we need to have another megan and kate like solo event well so the thing about this solo event is i loved when they went to wimbledon together because that's what we were dreaming of yes but they both were very aware of the fact that they were being photographed. And so even though they're being friendly with each other and also their seats are kind of far apart. I mean, they're next to each other, but not like right next yeah. to each other. It did kind of look posed. And I'm saying that as someone who looks at the Getty images, which is like <laughs> hundreds of them, hundreds of stills of that day, like repeatedly. And then even over Remembrance Day and Armistice Day, um, the Fab Four went out together and they smiled. And so you would think that that would help, but that didn't help enough. I think 
there would need to be actual like sit down interviews. Mm. Ooh. Like I don't think that's ever going to happen. I don't think so either, but just like for the Christmas celebrations leak some stories about some of the great things that are happening. Yeah. And all the things they're thankful for this year and blah blah blah. Yeah, and ooh, it, I have an idea. Maybe ooh. a Christmas card with all of that generation. Like whereas usually as I've been talking about this nonstop this autumn cuz we know it's coming, but like usually the Cambridges release a Christmas card mm-hmm. and presumably they will this year and we'll see a more adult Louie. I mean by adult I mean 7 months and not 4 months. Um <laughs> and then I but I was super elusive and grown up and super elusive. Um I was thinking that also the Sussexes would release a photo maybe of Harry cradling her non-existent oh, baby bump. Definitely. And also maybe with that dog that we still don't know what it is or what its name is. I know. So I'm going to, so this is my my vision now. What if they released a joint Christmas card? Like just barrel of laughs. We all love each other. Like no harm, no foul. Like Prince George on Harry's shoulders. Reminder, we've never once seen Prince Harry interacting with Prince George. They've never been photographed together. Really? At Trooping the Color, they're on the same balcony, of course, but they've never been photographed interacting. Please, I beg of you listeners to fact check me on this because I would love there to be a photo that I'm missing. But to my recollection, they've never been photographed together, which is not because of tension with a five-year-old. I think it was on purpose because Harry was single and they didn't want him like poor old spinster Harry playing (laughs) with a baby on the grass. But we never see that. So... If we could see something like a joint Christmas card where George is on Harry's shoulders while Princess Charlotte holds her Aunt Meghan's belly, how happy would that make you? So that's one of my dreams. I just came up with another thing while you were speaking and I was staring at you lovingly as I (laughs) tell people I do all the time. I'm just like, she's so beautiful and smart. (laughs) Like, look at her talk. But so... You know all the photographs that came out that kind of feel a bit um, intrusive where it's um, like Kate playing with George and clearly she thought she was alone, but there was someone with a super long lens. Yeah. They could, from like a crisis PR standpoint, have that happen where like Megan is just at a park, like kind of like hanging out with Kate and the kids and it's not really a big deal. So that would help with that situation, I think. Then maybe the boys need to take on a project together again. I would love to see, because these are always my favorite kind of events when they do sporty stuff and they have to like race, like when they did one of those heads together Mm. like events where the three of them, um, William, Kate and Harry all raced each other. Like something where like boys can be silly boys together, like a sporty thing. And we know all four of them do sporty events all the time. So maybe just the boys at an event together and they do a sporty thing and they like josh each other and elbow each other and do cute like brother things yeah that would help so that's my list joint christmas card or at least just like lovey um, event together sporty event um take that that's free pr advice some people photo shoots stage photo shoots some people would charge a thousand dollars an hour for that kind of advice i'm just giving it to the cambridges and the sussexes for free i hope they appreciate that very much you guys are so lucky so lucky caitlin menza the very person who wrote (laughs) unpacking the move earlier in the episode (laughs) i don't actually i don't work in pr but i have lots of opinions about it (laughs) so that's those are my ideas um we'll see what happens but i really hope this like utter nonsense and soon because it's just it's not fun and it's not what i came here to do yeah same and (laughs) it's not my ethos i hate the idea of pitting women against each other i would understand if brothers get annoyed at each other i would understand if someone's not super close with their sister-in-law but i like 
the women don't have to be pitted against each other. They're both strong and powerful and brilliant and beautiful in their own ways. Megan does not need to be penalized for being strong and independent and feminist, like American, black and deeper, anything like it's it's too much. Everyone needs to leave Megan alone. Leave Megan alone. Um, so let's turn quickly to um, a less controversial topic. Let's go to Piers Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so but actually, so aside from being, a, let's call it him nicely, a provocateur on Twitter. Um, That's very nice. Yeah, he also is like... I a, would use a lot of other words. <laughs> he's also, you know, a TV guy and reporter. So Piers Morgan... He interviewed the Duchess of York, Sarah Ferguson, last week on Good Morning Britain. And, of course, he asked her whether or not she had any plans to remarry her ex, Prince Andrew. Now, this question always seems sort of like what divorced kids do when they want their parents to get back together. And it's like sort of painful. But the two of them are together all the time and are rumored to still live together or live together again. Uh, as you might recall, I mean, some of our listeners might have been very young when this was playing out in the 90s. We were mere babes in the cradle ourselves. We are so young. We're super young. We're extremely <laughs> young. I can't even believe we're allowed to drink legally. Um, but yes, during in the 90s, at the same t- the exact same time that Charles and Diana were going through a horrific divorce, so were Andrew and Fergie. Um, she was photographed having her toes sucked on by her accountant on a beach. How else would you keep track of your money? (laughs) Um, And so very nasty divorce. But they're together all the time. They maybe still live together. Um, They certainly did a great job with Eugenie's wedding in October. And so there have been rumors that they might honestly get remarried um, or at least just get back together romantically. And so Piers asked Fergie about this and... um, he asked whether there was a flicker of a chance and Fergie laughed and said, called him a romantic. Um, and then one of the other hosts was like, oh, you're so naughty. And she, her answer was like very diplomatic. What I love about that is that I am different and he's different, which of course is not an answer. Um, so for, <laughs> so Piers Morgan pushed her and said, give me an answer, yes or no, potential remarriage. She held her hands in a shooing gesture toward Piers and said, Piers, get a life. And then the studio erupted in laughter, and one of the other hosts said, we'll take that as a no. And Piers just said, Sarah, never change. You've never changed, and I love you dearly, because he's so creepy. Um, so that's, like, as far as we got. But, like, why is Fergie even on Good Morning Britain with Piers Morgan of all human beings? Probably because she's always going to say something Fergie. Yeah, like she cannot help herself. That said, I would love those two to get back together because it's just so wacky. Um, So that's funny. Um, Slightly less funny is that Prince Harry, well, it's it's not unfunny. It's just Prince Harry is in Zambia this week, which is amazing. He's on a two-day royal tour there. um, And... It was announced, this is not a surprise by any means, it's an official royal visit to Zambia. Um, But when he got there, he was alone, and of course people were disappointed. Sorry, Harry, if you go anywhere alone now, people are bummed. They're like, where is she? Where is she? Bring her out. Yeah. Olivia Pope, are you listening? (laughs) She was never supposed to come. It was always officially a solo visit, but that didn't stop the tabloids from tabloiding, and they thought that there were reports that Meghan was going to go, but then she pulled out because of the Zika risk. Um, That was reported in a couple of places, and... um, it didn't was not well received by Zambia. So they released a scathing response. The Zambia High Commission. Yes. Would you like to read? 
Yes, I'll read some of it. Um, I freaking love this. Mm -hmm. And I said freaking and not the other one. (laughs) Um, The Zambia High Commission in London has noted with disappointment an article that was published by The Sun, a UK tabloid on Sunday, 25th, November 2018, insinuating that the Duchess of Sussex pulled out of a visit to Zambia due to Zika concerns. The article was also reported on the Mail Online under the headline, Exhausted Megan Pulls Out of Royal Trip with Harry to Zambia Amid Fears Over Zika Virus. This is where it gets good. (laughs) The Zambia High Commission press office has since written to the Sun expressing displeasure and demanding a retraction of the story, as well as an apology. The mission has further advised the author to research, as it is a known fact, that Zambia has never experienced any Zika case and has not been listed on the Center for Disease Control Protection as a country, a country that is prone to the disease. And I fact-checked this. I went to the CDC website because I have traveled to places with Zika risk, and I'm not pregnant or, like, looking to get pregnant, mm-hmm. but, like, I'm, I'm interested to know. And there's yeah. literally a map. You can look at the entire world, and it will say if there's Zika risk or if there has been any Zika cases. And Zambia literally has had none. Yeah. I mean, listen, we write for the internet all the time. We know that sometimes things are rushed, but this doesn't seem like an issue of rushing. It just seems like they just threw out these reports of like, oh, Megan didn't go because of Zika, even though Zambia does not have Zika. And when you say something like that, it could really impact the country's tourism. Yeah. Like it's a very irresponsible thing to say that Zambia has Zika when you don't haven't even checked to see if they do have Zika. Just go to cdc.gov. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's I'm very sh- that, easy. That's there for us, but for the British writer it, journalist, they can look too. They have their own versions of that. So like I don't it, it is very irresponsible and I like that Zambia came out swinging to be like you better retract this a-holes. Yeah, um, the Zambia High Commission. Very scary. Um and also like Yes, they were writing in anger about the Zika thing, but I like that they were also like, these stories about Megan coming here are nonsense. They didn't say this directly, but like indirectly, it is also offensive to say that Megan's exhausted and she couldn't make it and she was never going. Like the first, okay, we are we are people who have never been pregnant, but no. from my understanding, from my pregnant friends, the first trimester is the most exhausting. Yeah. I mean, you're carrying the child for a very long time, so it and is... And the pukiest. Yes. So I would assume if she was going to be exhausted, it would have been during in, the in puke Australia. time when she's yeah. in Australia. And she literally traveled across the world and was doing an insane amount of events. So everyone can just leave Megan alone. It's really the refrain. So sorry for all the rage this episode. Let's go to highs and lows. <laughs> it's time for the royal highs and lows. So my high is Prince Philip Philipping, and by that I mean he's a very old man, and he was pictured with a, on a horse-drawn carriage, leading the carriage yeah. with freaking horses <laughs> wrapped in blankets. Just like a 97-year-old guy, he's just like, I'm gonna get around with this horse. I need carriage. some fresh air, and like two female aides had to care, had to like watch him and look at the images from this little trip he made around Windsor because his poor female aides are wrapped in blankets with like face protectors because it was so cold but he just needed his brisk fresh air that said i love when he goes outside i know i'm just so proud of him i just love him being cranky outside so that's a great high my high is uh the day before thanksgiving here in the states we had a perfectly thanksgiving day of Meghan markle went back to hub community kitchen wearing a beautiful maroon on maroon ensemble hugged everybody um, checked in on the project, made some food, 
you know, again, there's no Thanksgiving in the UK, but it was such a Thanksgiving event that it felt like a nod to Americans slash a nod to myself and Lisa. And then just like two hours later, Kate Middleton went out for her own event, also wore maroon. They definitely planned that. That doesn't happen by mistake. They looked super cute. Um, You could also say that they were in a Merlot-colored outfit. I just love that hue, and I love that they matched. That is my high. What is your low? My low is the bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) This is a a family show, Lisa. My low as well is the nonsense. That's a better word. It's the tomfoolery. I can't take it. This is too stressful. The holidays are stressful enough, okay? You guys need to get it together. Stop fighting or stop talking to the press or like wrap up your staff and take all their phones so that they stop texting the press because I don't like it and it ends now. It ends here. It ends now. Um, you guys can drop us an email and share your rage uh, info at gallery podcasts and also like ask us questions and leave comments remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review on apple podcasts here is a real review from chef celeste would you like to read some hi ladies this is the very first podcast i've ever downloaded and listened to and i feel like i hit the jackpot same (laughs) caitlin and lisa you guys make my commute to work so enjoyable and the more i listen the more i think i really miss my calling as your bff oh i lived in manhattan for 17 years I was a private chef in NYC, but recently moved to Seattle. And not only do you guys talk about my favorite subjects, the Royals, but you do it with, oh my God, I'm about to love this. You do it with such a grace, charm, and wit that I find myself talking aloud when I listen to your podcast. <laughs> um, I, oh, I was going to note, she said, I know it's, uh, I love when you guys mention anything about New York City. I know it's a Royals podcast and not a New York podcast, but I feel validated every time you guys mention something about New York. And I'm nodding along like, yeah, I know that place is the place that we mentioned the like seven train or whatever train we're angry at at this day. Um, (laughs) Probably. But then she goes on to say that she actually has a friend who had a week long fling with one royal back in 2009 ish. And that's the closest she's ever come to meeting a royal. So first of all, (laughs) <laughs> Who is this royal? What is this fling? Please send us an, an email at infoletgallerypodcast.com. I need to know. I def I deeply, deeply need to know. She also yeah. pointed out one more thing. Um, since I've been listening to your podcast, I did, I've been doing some really deep sleuthing on Instagram. Did you notice that Jessica Mulroney wore the same Judith and Charles blazer dress on November 24th, 2016 that Duchess Meghan wore to the Hamilton show this year? I wonder if it's the same one. Amazing. That's very good sleuthing. That is very good. So I appreciate that all very much. Thank you so much, Celeste, for writing in. I hope you're enjoying Seattle and not missing New York too much. Um, It is magical this time of year, but also the trains never run and are always broken. And I saw a rat today. So it's really doing fine, I'm sure. Um, Follow the show, uh, Celeste and everyone. Follow the show on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast. Join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. You can follow me, Caitlin, at HeyKMenz, H-E-Y-K-M-E-N-Z on Instagram and Twitter. And read my writing at CaitlinMenza.com. You can follow me, Lisa, at Lisa Raya on Instagram and Twitter and read my writing at The Cut. And until next week, God save the pod. Maybe next week I'll be less angry. (laughs) I'm honestly lightheaded. I need to lie down or finish the bottle of wine. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.